If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of the Leading Learning Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about a new learning business maturity model we've recently introduced. But before we do that, we want to be sure to thank Avalar, which is the sponsor of our upcoming webinar on learning management system selection, is also the sponsor for this episode of the Leading Learning Podcast. And you can find out more about Avalar and its learning solutions at www.avalar.com. So, As we said, we want to talk about this new model we have, the learning business maturity model. And Salisa, maybe we should start off with what this is. Well, yes. So um, we introduced this to um, learning leaders who are gathered in Baltimore for the Leading Learning Symposium, and and we're calling this version 1.0 of the learning business maturity model, um, and we're making it now more broadly available. And really what the model does is it articulates the characteristics and practices of a mature learning and education business or a line of business. Um, And then we talk about the stages that typically precede full maturity. Now, we want to emphasize that this is intended specifically for market-facing organizations or units within those organizations that focus on lifelong learning, continuing education, and professional development. So this is not intended, for example, for corporate training departments or degree-granting programs. Um, And we'll say right up at front, too, that you can download the Learning Business Maturity Model. Uh, We have a, a PDF of that. You can go to tagoras.com slash maturity. And we do hope that you will download that model, but we thought it would be good to spend a little bit of time in this podcast um, providing some context for the model and, and why we developed it and, and how we see it evolving. Yeah. And, and why, of course, is is always important. We don't want to just put something out there just to, to put it out there. Um, so we developed the learning business maturity model because, you know, really, I mean, we've been in this business for a long time. And over our years of working with market-facing learning businesses. We've seen common problems, common issues, and, and common opportunities, you know, um, frankly, across the different learning businesses that we've worked with. And, uh, and we feel that, you know, oftentimes organizations don't necessarily see these commonalities. Um, they often don't see the opportunities because they're kind of, you know, too deeply mired in their own problems. And lastly, you know, to that point, we just we haven't seen enough collaboration among organizations. It's one of the reasons that we started an event like the Leading Learning Symposium, but we wanted to go farther. Uh, further, we wanted to provide a, a model that could be used broadly for you know any business that's uh, out there in the world of continuing education and professional development, um, and hopefully, will help those businesses to innovate. And so the goal of the learning business maturity model is to provide a framework that, that allows organizations to assess their capabilities and, and helps them to surface problem areas. And then hopefully by surfacing those problem areas, provide uh, a way to move from problem to opportunity and, and then we hope to innovation. Um, so as I mentioned, we do have a PDF version and in that PDF version, there's an assessment that will help your learning business gauge your maturity. And we're hoping then, by virtue of having done that assessment and, and seen kind of where you, you rank in terms of maturity, 
that will help you better understand your strengths and weaknesses in the areas like leadership and, and strategy and resources and products and services and marketing. And so the goal of the model is to move beyond kind of the theoretical and really get down and, and help organizations address the practical questions about how a learning business can improve. And the maturity model is also a way to help market-facing learning businesses more fully recognize that they are part of a distinct sector. Um, you know, it's comprised of a wide variety of organizations, but you know they're they're linked together with the shared goal of serving a market through learning, and they can learn from each other. So, you know, a high-level look at the ma- maturity model. Um, you know, we want to just. Uh, give you a taste of it. So it spans four stages of maturity and we've named each stage kind of, you know, with a a single um, adjective to to kind of convey what um, the business is like at that stage. So stage one, uh, it's static. Stage two, reactive. Stage three, proactive. And then stage four, this is the fully mature learning business model. That's innovative. And then in each of those stages, we gauge maturity according to characteristics and performance in five domains that we've found to be critical to the success of learning and education businesses that we've been involved with over the years. And the downloadable version of the learning business maturity model contains much more detail about each of these stages. But in cases in which the the learning and education business is part of a larger organization, and this is the case for many trade and professional um, societies and, and trade associations, the, the model deals specifically um, with those those five domains um, in the context of the learning and education line of business. So it's not applying to the entire organization, but really looking at that learning and education line of business. So the, the five domains are, we just want to go over those, and the first one is, is leadership. So in that domain, we want to understand, you know, how clear is the vision for the learning and education business? How is accountability for achieving the vision shared and sustained over time? Is there a culture of learning throughout the organization and its audiences? So leadership is number one. Number two is strategy. So how clearly articulated is the strategy? Has it been communicated and embraced broadly throughout the organization? Are clear metrics established and tracked? And does the organization adjust strategy based on the data captured? The third domain is capacity. So does the organization have sufficient capacity, you know, in terms of human resources and technology? Does it have the capacity to pursue the vision and and strategy effectively? And the fourth one is the portfolio. So are the content, the methodologies, and the modalities for learning aligned with well-researched, thoroughly understood learner needs? Is the impact of learning assessed at multiple levels over time? And then the fifth and final domain that we look at is marketing. So uh, is there a validated understanding of the overall market and competitive environment Are there appropriate marketing methodologies um, being used consistently? And are those being tracked for effectiveness? And so one of the things we've done is we've, you know, laid out uh, the model. And again, you know, when you go and get the download, you'll get a visual of this laid out so that it's, you know, much it's easy to, to, to capture in, in a snapshot, uh, really. We've got you know some, some textual explanations that go over these five domains that, that we've just talked about. And then as Lisa was saying, we've got the assessment uh, as well. But you know for, for each of the stages, we've tried to kind of you know capture a snapshot of what an organization that's fully in that stage might look like. And you know one of the things we realize is that organizations might you know be in stage one, for example, uh, around leadership and then in, in stage three 
three around marketing. You know, they may, but but the combined score that they get off of an assessment will put them into a particular stage of the maturity model. And so, if we talk about just kind of you know generic snapshots of what each stage of the maturity model looks like, that first one, the static stage, for example, that's going to be the organization that's really kind of you know doing things because they've always done it that way. Um, they really aren't, you know looking out at the market, trying to understand the market, trying to make changes. They're just kind of going through the the motions that they've always gone through. They typically don't have much of a, a strategy at, at all. They aren't really thinking strategically about the market. They're very transactional in terms of uh, how they think about the educational business. So they have their annual event, they get their, their registrations, um, and then you know when that's done, they're done. And next year, they'll do the same thing again. And that's kind of the static organization. And so then at stage two, which we characterize as being reactive, you have an organization that is beginning to to make some to respond to the market, and so it's you know kind of one step more mature than the static. But the danger here is that the organization may be responding to kind of the vocal minority and making changes based on you know the 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 wheel that makes the loudest squeak and that's the kind of uh, attention that is given rather than it being really more of a concerted uh, effort to really understand the market to really understand and articulate a strategy and then in stage three you know you start to be much more proactive this is the the, the proactive sort of organization so this organization you know does have at least some sense of strategy um, they've probably got you know at least adequate resources applied against their current needs they're moving from being you know just transactional with their education and and learning uh, customers to developing more of a, of a relationship with them and they're really starting to make those steps towards leading learning, which is, you know, what we're all about. They're, they're looking out at the trends in the market and starting to say, you know, it's not just about reacting. It's not just about responding. It's about setting the pace for the field or industry that we're trying to serve. And they're not fully mature yet, but they're definitely headed in that direction. And then when you get to stage four, they are fully mature at this point. This is um, the, the final stage. This is where the organization truly is leading learning. They are um, operating on all cylinders in those domains of leadership and strategy and marketing and portfolio and capacity. They really have um, the, the vision that's going to take them forward and they're executing well on it. And you know, as we said at the the, the start of uh, describing these four sort of uh, snapshots of organizations, these are generic snapshots. So most organizations, again, are going to find when they take the assessment that uh, you know they may score high in leadership, they may score lower in say portfolio or, or, or marketing. They're going to have a blend. And the nice thing about the assessment is it, it assesses you on each of those five domains, so you can see which domains you're weak or strong in. But then it's going to give you a, a blended score to put you in the particular stage of maturity that you're in right now, but with a good idea of what it's going to take to move you to the next stage of maturity. And now, you know, getting value out of something like this, our view is that this is really just uh, extremely valuable as a, as a conversation piece within organizations. And it can be used in, in multiple ways. It may be that, you know, you as the leader of your unit just want to sit down and, and, and take the assessment and formulate in your own mind, you know, where things stand with your organization and then develop a plan for how you're going to change the way that you uh, rate across the, any of the domains where you happen to be weak. But in most cases, you know, you're going to want to do this with your team. You're going to want to have other 
folks involved, uh, whether they're actually in the education or, or learning department of your organization or in other departments that you interface with, and have them participate in the assessment. And, and to the greatest extent possible, you want multiple people across the organization participating in the assessment and helping to rate where you stand in, in terms of maturity. The other place where this is extremely helpful is in board conversations. And we've already had some board conversations around the maturity model. And it really helps board members tune into the fact that learning and education now truly are a business. They truly are a part of the organization that has to mature. I mean, certainly if it's your main business, you really have to mature. But even as a line of business within the organization, you do need to be thinking about these five domains that uh, we've outlined. And most board members won't necessarily have been thinking, at least consciously, about the education business in this way. This can be a great way to highlight you know, what needs to be done within the organization and, frankly, to get the resources to apply against making the changes that are going to move you towards being a much more mature learning and education business. So that's where the maturity model stands at this point. And so we want to talk for a few minutes about the future of the maturity model. You know, as we said at the outset, um, we're calling this version 1.0 of the maturity model. We do not consider uh, it final at this point. Uh, it may never be final. Um, we, we plan to keep improving the model over time. It will mature over time. It was sure. exactly right. It will mature over time. And we're going to make adjustments based on feedback from those making use of the maturity model and the assessment in their organization. And we do have plans to develop additional resources. Um, you know, we'll write articles, um, may develop some training, and and we're going to do that around the model. But I think even more importantly, we want to do it around the use of the model to improve the reach, revenue, and impact of learning businesses. So we hope that you will go and download the the fuller explanation of the model. Again, you can go to tagoras.com slash maturity. That's going to include the assessment. We'll hope you'll make use of the assessment to gauge you know where your learning business, business is and to start a discussion with the, the relevant stakeholders. Um, that, again, might be your board. It might be your education staff staff, your C-suite, uh, even your learners uh, to some extent, about how you move learning forward in your organization. And so as you review the model or make use of it in your organization, we honestly hope that you will share your comments and suggestions with us. So you can send those to support at tagoras.com. We will respond to feedback that we receive, and, and as appropriate, we will incorporate that feedback into future versions of the learning business maturity model. So we're looking forward to improving the learning business maturity model uh, over time, and we really, really do welcome your help and input along the way. We'd like to hear about how it's helping you in your organization to make you know the, the stakeholders that you have more aware of learning and education as a business uh, and as something that you know needs the appropriate resources, needs the appropriate focus to be able to mature and to be able to really deliver the value and impact because this is really what this is all about is value and impact. Um, so you know how you're able to use it as a tool to achieve that. So as we're exiting, we want to say thanks to Avalar for being the sponsor of this episode of the podcast. You can find out more about Avalar at avalar.com. And to get show notes for this episode, and there will be good notes for this episode, again, you can go to tagoras.com slash maturity to get the maturity model, but we'll also include some additional resources at the show notes for the episode, and that is leadinglearning.com slash episode 
56. And while you're there, we'll hope you'll you know also look at the various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you aren't already subscribed, please click on one of those and make sure you're getting the Leading Learning Podcast delivered to you weekly. We would be grateful if you would take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. You can go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes, and we really do appreciate that as it makes it much easier for others to find the podcast. And finally, consider telling others about the podcast. You can send out a tweet simply by going to leadinglearning.com slash share, or you can take the message that uh, automatically pops up there and put it into your social network of choice. Might be LinkedIn, might be Facebook, wherever you share things with your colleagues out there in the business of learning and education, please tell them about the podcast. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast. Podcast.